I do like this couch. It's optimal for relaxation. Now, let me ask you something. Is this couch, is this a new designer? Okay, this I like this angle, Jason. This is nice. Now, this couch is from the 70s. Okay, good. I like this that. This couch is from the same designer of the Togo. Of the, I designed the Togo couch. The Togo couch? Design this. I don't know the Togo couch. Put me up on game. I'm not sure what that is. Togo couch is the one that's low to the ground. It's got the like lines in it. Everyone sits in it. Everyone's got the little Instagram. I like this couch. I like it better than the Togo. That's why it's here. I like this couch, and it's a good size. It's a good size couch. And are you careful not to get paint on this couch? Yeah, yeah I really don't sit on this. This is where you sit and you use this wall right here. That's right. The viewing wall. Right. You take the QR code right there. You scan it. Rather than me run around picking up painting left and right while you sit on your ass. Now you got the projector, which is kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. This is probably optimum for studios. Instead of having a TV, you just have a projector. Yeah. So then, so then no one thinks that you're... So like when someone comes in here, right? Yeah. They don't see a television and they think higher of you because if you have a television, they might be like, this dude's a piece of shit and he's watching The Office. It, and depends, on what you, it depends on what your TV is on because I got a TV right there. Yeah, but that's a, that's a vintage TV. That's a that's tubular. VHS. That's it's a VHS. tubular TV. And you got the wall of VHS over there. Yes. And are all, the, is this, are all those tapes, uh, are there tapes in there? Yeah, of course. And you watch them? Yeah, man. Everything's right there, man. I don't really got a, uh, well, there's nothing newer to the sun, you dig? Yeah. So for yeah. me, you just look at these things and you find so much, you know, color palettes. Yeah. You go look at the billboards, the advertising. Yeah. You look at the art in those rooms. There's a lot there to be looked at and to just take from, you know, it's all there. So there's so much reference in a movie because if you think about it, I, I do the same shit. I pull a lot of references from old movies and because if you think about it, like just, okay, you have the cinematography. That's one thing. That's one color palette, yeah. right? Costuming. That's a whole other color palette let's, let's and style. Not get, let's, style not, let's not get her eating or nothing. Okay, right. Then you got, yeah. And then you, okay, okay. Then you got locations. Uh-huh. Okay. Different locales. Uh, you have, you have the, the performances themselves. Exactly. There's a lot to pull from. Yo, it's, it's everything is there. If you ever, you know, get into a rut, that's why I got a lot of adventure stuff. Like I got like the tape player with the, the, the tapes, the CDs and shit like that. Just cause you go backwards. You can know where you want to go. You don't know where you're going. If you don't know where you came from, you know, I would go as far as to say that a very good film is maybe, in my opinion, sometimes the highest form of art only because it uses music and audio. It uses cinematography, painting with light, and it uses acting and storytelling all meshed together to create one thing. What do you think about that statement? I'm not. I mean, as a painter, I'm definitely not just going <laughs> to cop on and say it's the highest. You know, it got me fucked up. I said it can't uh, be. But it is very high up there, and then arguably, yes, the highest because, and I would only say because it has the allowance that comforts all of it. You know, you can see art through a mm -hmm. film. You can hear me, like you just referenced. Yeah. You can experience so many other forms through the movie. So I would say it's the top. I would say it's the most community-based. There we go. Let's go. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. art's the top. Yeah. Okay. Interview over. Well, I mean, you can't make a film by yourself. You got you to gotta have a community. Yeah, you can't. You can do it with your phone in your pocket right now. Stop okay, capping. sure. Sure. Okay, you could. Okay, you could make a film by yourself, but it wouldn't be, you know, a collaborative effort is what makes a great film, in my opinion. Maybe yes. someone will make a movie by them by themselves with the green screen and just one person talking. They and, do it all uh, the time. It's called Cam Soda, but it's just primary female. Right. <laughs> there is an I had industry. To take the joke. I had to there shoot is the no, no. I, I respect I that. There is the there, there is an industry. People do they're, make films uh, on their own. Their directors shoot by and themselves. They're directing. They're their own cinematographer. Yes. They're their own actor. They might have another co-star, which would be a prop. 
DP. That, yep. Yep. Direct presentation. Yep. Uh, director of photography. Yep. Yeah. All yep. both of them. All of that stuff. All that stuff. Wonderful stuff. Uh, so you know. In in your in your wall of VHS tapes, what this, what's the top five that you're gonna? You're gonna there's have? no top five. There's no top five of anything. I, there's no top anything because the way I see it is everything has its time and its place. Mm-hmm. Some days you might feel like you know casino is going crazy. Yeah, you know it might be the best thing here. Yeah, and then tomorrow you might be like, damn, the drama that speed provide provided was crazy. Yeah, you know, then you go bam, and then all of a sudden you're like, Robin Williams is crazy in Jumanji. Yeah, okay, then you're in Blank Man. Yeah, you, remember, you ever seen Blank Man? Blank man. Blank man. You see, you never even seen that. Like double jeopardy, you know? Yeah. Then you got stuff over there like we in too deep. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my god. It's such a variety. That's of the thing, whole uh that know? was that whole wave of um in too deep. Uh, I mean we tried it. It's it's with what's his face? It was that whole wave of like LL New York. Cool J. Uh oh yeah, cool J. I'm thinking of something else. Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Okay. You ain't no cop, Jay Reed. Yeah. What about clockers? You like clockers? Clockers? I'm not really familiar with clockers. Spike uh Spike Lee. No, I couldn't no. say that. Clockers, clockers is a good one. I gotta go one. watch that. New Jersey Drive, you seen that one? I seen New Jersey Drive. New Jersey man. Drive is pretty sick. A lot of a lot of car theft, baby. Let's a lot of car right. theft, yeah. It's still Jason, rampant. I gotta make a I gotta make a suggestion. You gotta I, I think maybe, in my opinion, maybe you wanna are you are you punching in close with those shots you're doing? Okay, just making sure. Not to step on your toes, but you know, I am acting as de facto director. On, in front of the camera. Anyways, so here we are in, in Jalil's studio. Really happy to be here. It's really nice. This is really soothing to me to be surrounded by art and creativity. And I know that sounds corny. Like I'm like, uh, I just went to the to the to the arts and crafts store and I'm trying to make a basket. But it's true. I do feel the flow of energy and creativity going through this building. I love the tall ceilings. I love the giant windows. This is where I want to. I aspire to have a studio like this one day and then go home and rest my head at home. But come here during the day. It's pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm blessed, man. Yeah. I'm blessed, man. You're blessed. You're in a great place. I mean, I think that you are obviously hustling and evolving and really putting in work. And you have a very you have a very casual way about yourself in that you, you're not really you're not stressing to me. You're not you're not being neurotic and being like, oh, I got you're just like, hey, man, shit's happening. I'm running it, blah, blah, blah. But you seem to be doing things. You seem to be doing things somewhat effortless, effortlessly. What do you what do you think about that statement? I think it's important to try to have some poise and never let them see you sweat. But it's uh-huh. definitely a lot of effort in this. I don't want to say or sit here and act like, you know. I'm some fucking prodigy or something. You know, I'll put that work in for sure, man. Uh, definitely sleepless nights. But I think uh, people forget, you know, it takes a lifetime for overnight success. It really does. You know? Yeah. And, uh, man, if it looks like that, maybe you got to look a little deeper. But I like to make it look like it's easy, you know? But it's not, though. There's an art to that itself. You know? Yeah, I don't think – I don't. I can tell what you're doing is not easy, but I think that your your vibe is very, like, chill. You're not really – you're not, I don't know, you're not, you're not being pretentious or too serious about your work. But I think, I think your work helps. is serious. I think that's what helps. Not that, there's, not that this profession lacks seriousness, but let's, I mean, let's keep it real. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Like, this is a beautiful thing to be able to do. Yes. Uh, I fucking paint. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, sit, I wake up and I apply my, my emotions and my thoughts to this canvas. And that's a, you know, it's not like I'm in here shoveling coal. So this is a very very fortunate position to be in, but it also does take going through a, a really tough place to get here. This is a, a culmination of, of a lot of hard work and time, you know? Yeah, I respect uh, people that are able to support themselves by doing something like this. More so than, because, you know, 
because I think ultimately like I would like to be left alone in a room with my music and and draw and paint and then somehow pay the bills and eat pho off of that would be fantastic. You See, know. let me remind some people too. Yeah. You know, I think people say they want that till they get that till they're in that room by themselves and they got to keep going. Yeah, you know I mean, look, get, every, everything get, always turns into a job, no matter how great it is. Trust it me. It get dark. Yeah, you know, this ain't no job. This is, this is, this is like, this come on sincerity. You know, I'm, I'm putting my heart, my dreams for you to just come in here and be like, this shit is garbage, and I gotta yes. take that. Yeah. So like, I think yeah. people forget that side yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah. No, like man. this side is yeah. At this point, right now for me, yeah, super good. Like yeah, but before this, like yeah. you know, you had to deal with motherfuckers coming here and being like. Yeah, I don't really like this. You know, like, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. really, like, did, is this all you do? Are you oh sure? My God. Are you sure this oh is all you want to do? Maybe you should get, like, a job. Or maybe, like, you should work in a gallery, too, to, like, make sure you're stable. You know, you got to hear that from people, and you got to turn that what into What kind fuel. of people would you hear that from? Other artists or for gallerists or from buyers? I mean, I'm hearing that from every side <laughs> of the fence just because I have a, a particular position. Coming from the musical background, people already have their judgments. Then yeah. they go and see what music you did. They make another set of judgments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I already have everything that I've come with from God and the universe. I'm African-American. I'm a heterosexual male. Another bunch of shit people got to tell you. So mm. for me, I think a lot of people had a lot of things to say. A lot of, a lot of doubts. A lot of doubts. A lot of, uh, you know. And then it's like, you don't really seem like an artist kind of guy. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. don't really seem like a whatever that seems like. But... You know, I just wanted to shed light, like, yeah. Because a lot of times I do think about, you know, the the other side and what it would feel like to know that, you know, my check is coming in. To yeah. know that, you know, this is okay. But I got to make moves and I got to work in a way where I don't really know what's going to what's gonna happen. I just got to put my heart on the line. I mean, I think that you have, and I think what you said is profound because you are basically bearing your soul and by doing art. I think, you know, I've done a bunch of art shows, group shows, right? And it's the scariest thing I've ever done, and, and it makes me sweat the most because painting something and putting it in a room full of people is terrifying to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Well, it's pretty I, terrifying, and I still haven't gotten over I mean, I'm, I did stadiums, you know, music. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, going up there, it's like... Uh, it's so much different, it's, it's, and it's so much smaller, such a small scale, so much more intimate, but it's even more frightening because, and it's like these people are almost, in a sense, even more less uh, less inclined to even have an opinion because you know anyone can walk on an art show. You go to a concert, yeah. you're there because you want to be there. Yeah. Not to say these people don't want to be <laughs> yeah. there because of the art, yeah. but it's just like it's such a more open space with no parameters as far as you being able to be a judge of it. It's Art is subjective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can say music is bad. We can say this is that, this is that. Yeah. But, you know, art, you kind of can't really say that, but you can. It's just a tricky situation, man. It's it really is a tricky situation. Yeah. It's sticky. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like you put a song out and either tracks or it doesn't. That's how you kind of validate whether or not it's a hit, whether it's a hit in the, in the, in the sense of, uh, you know, uh, a commodity, a commodity or, or being commodified. But, like, with art, it's anything. It's crazy. Like anything can be good or bad art. Any piece of art can be good or bad, For depending sure. on who did it or what the fucking zeitgeist is at the moment. Where are we at in the, what point of time? I mean, I would even more go to say it's whoever, depending on who saw it, decide to say what about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Listen, man, the game. Listen, the game is completely rigged, and everyone. This whole idea of like you know, 
uh, a starving artist that struggles and like I don't think half of these people really are I don't think that that's what happens for them I think that a lot of people are just kind of like part of the system they're born into it and they become artists and that's just like a progression and God you know all power to them because if I was a part of a system and born into it, I would take every advantage I could to get a leg up but it is tough because the game is fucking rigged I mean and, we're not gonna knock that or knock their authenticity because lineage you know that's just no. like it's no. comparable to like sports. You know, my dad plays sports. I'm, he's a coach here. I got on the team. It's the same thing. But I think it is a we got to take responsibility of letting letting this be a real open field, though. And it is rigged in that sense. I don't think it's open enough for someone that doesn't have that lineage in the space. I think it's hard yeah. for them to reach the, those heights. It doesn't mean that those people can't paint or whatever produce art. I'm just saying they just listen. Some people have are just connected in a different way help yeah got that help yes and and again like if 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 everyone should take whatever help they get you're gonna say no i mean i don't know i i I wouldn't i would say that was one of the best things i've done in my career is say no to be honest with you what'd you say no to a lot of help i mean i want the glory man i got a little chip on my shoulder i want i mean that's one of the big reasons i got out of music for me to have all uh responsibility for the outcome Mm -hmm. after you know we, we we apply this pressure and we, we give it all we got. I don't want to have to split that glory with, oh, you know, we went to this gallery, we put you on. Yeah. Oh, we did this, we put you on. Or we, or I was there and this happened for you. I wanted to all the way down the middle, down the stretch, it's all on me. Glory. Because if I can do this and I can get right, there's nowhere else I can't touch. But at some point, do you think that you're going to have to sign with a major? Uh, honestly... I want to. I to just get want into it to be a situation yeah. where I understand what the leverage is. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing all this by myself, what? why would I have to go take less than? You know, standard is 50% yeah. with these galleries. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're paying the rent up in here. You know, we're yeah, in the sky. Yeah. There's no one above us right now but God. Right. Fourth floor corner with the view. That's right. You know what I'm saying? If we, yeah. You know you know what that is? It's the big boy office. Yes. And, uh, you know, they're not paying half the rent here. No. They're not, they're not buying these paintings. Look, that's a metal. That's aluminum stretches. These are all custom made. It's large scale. You see the size of work. This has yeah. got to be housed. Yeah. You know, it's not like these are flying off the shelf every day and I'm getting 50s every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if in order for me to split that check with somebody halfway down the middle, you got to be doing half the work. And so I'm just waiting until I find a situation that behooves me. Someone yeah. understands what I put forward in my value. And then we can have a conversation and we can keep this going. But until then, I have no problem bearing all the weight of this situation and, you know, doing what I can and working with the people that want to work with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that doesn't mean I'm not working with anyone at all. Like, I got a show coming up soon. Shout out GBA. Uh, May, I'm going to be in New York showing in Brooklyn and they're doing great things for artists and the artist community. Like, their whole commission, I'm not going to speak about the numbers, but it definitely favors an artist. Okay. They're not digging in my pocket all crazy. Yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, just that alone is doing wonders for our community because you give an artist space to have some legs to stand and do some things, you know? I mean, can we talk about basically some of your process as an artist? Like, you know, and I know this could, this, this question converge on being corny, but, uh, you know, when you sit down to paint, right, let's say you're going to do this painting right here. Yeah. Is this something that you, like, will you do a, will you do a miniature sketch of it first or will you just start painting or what do you, how does it start? We're not doing any sketches, we're not doing no practice. I'm Alan, I- I'm Alan Iverson with this practice. 
Sketches? <laughs> sketches? Y'all ain't here doing sketches? Oh, man. No, no, no. Nah, no offense to people that pre-sketch. But me personally, no, I don't sketch. Uh, I try to just... The only thing I really try to think about beforehand is how do I feel at the time? Yeah. And how do I want someone to feel? Okay. Uh, that's what I take in. Wow. And if I don't have an answer for any of those, I just go. And then it'll eventually tell me how I felt. Yeah. So I'm just going off emotion, really. See that? I really, I really believe that you have, you know, whatever that thing is, whatever that creative energy is, the muse or, or whatever, uh, it's flowing through you. And because of the way you say you're doing it, I understand that flow. Like sometimes I'll sit down and just kind of start moving my hands or start typing and things come out and I don't really know where I came from. Yeah. And, and it took you on a ride. Yeah. You know, and then you end up being, okay, this is what I, this is what it meant. Yeah. I'm never going trying to like push a narrative. Yeah. A lot of these paintings show me a lot about myself mm-hmm. and what it is I've intaked. Uh, and like you said, though, you just, we just flow. Yeah. And you just flow. And it's just really, and for me, it's just passion. Yeah. It's just how I feel and just getting it out. This is this is my therapy. And I know that sounds corny, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, you know, I, I come here, I just do what I feel. I don't have any parameters. I got no boss. I'm not the boss. Right. The boss is the is literally the cosmic energy. Yes. It's the boss. No, I believe that whatever that whatever cosmic energy represents it, it, it is a thing. There is a there is a state of mind called the flow state where yes. where yes. you you lose yourself in this thing. And the, and 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 the thing about it is, someone who has you know designed and drawn and created, like you know, done things his whole life. There's a thing that happens where you feel pleasure, like it feels pleasurable to lay down a line or to do you know to to feel like when you lay that line down, you feel like a there's like a serotonin uptick, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah, I'm definitely like, here getting dopamine. I'm here. You're getting, getting dope, yes, for sure. You're getting high, like Every you're time. doing it. Every, Every time, time I sit down and fucking boom, 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 write out some shit. I, man, I, I really, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels Smart. good. You feel like you're supposed to be doing it. And the thing that you said too, I think is really important. I'm going to take, the, I'm going to take this home with me is that you said that when, before you do something, you think about what it is that you're feeling and also what you want someone else to feel when they see it. That's, I think that's as, that's as much as you could ever say about making art. Like I that's mean, it, right? That's well, probably it. I think I handle, I try to handle my responsibility to myself first. Yeah. And then I got to understand that this is a community, this is a place, and I got to be responsible for how I can make someone feel. I don't got to like bend what I'm doing for that. But I just got to acknowledge that they will have a feeling when they see this. Yeah. So I'm just acknowledging the fact they're going to feel something. I don't, I don't really care, but I am acknowledging that they will feel something. They will feel something. You they know will feel something. And, and, and I feel that. I really do. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, man. Cause I, I you know, I, I remember I, I used to hit you from time to time on Instagram and be like, Oh, you know, just early on and be like, Hey man, I like what you're doing. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. tap in here and there yeah, and yeah. to see it in the very beginning of something, I can like what you're doing, but that doesn't mean it's going to evolve and yeah. it doesn't mean that it's going to turn into anything at For all. Sure. I just like the fact that you're like, I'm doing this now. And you got behind it so hard, like it was just like you're doing and you backed yourself up so much. And I feel like that kind of fortitude uh, with some talent can take you almost anywhere. I totally agree, man. And to anybody out there that's thinking or wants some advice, because I know this is what often happens is people ask the advice and, you know, what happens for me won't necessarily happen for other people. But I can tell you that if you got the patience then you'll get everything you want. 
Yeah. You know, we just got to keep going. That, I know this shit sounds so corny saying it, but, like, there is no crazy thing I could tell you, like, oh, you do it like this and that and exactly like this in order to work. The only thing I could tell you that would even mimic that structure of a sentence is, okay, stay down, keep your head down, and outwork them. Outwork them. Outwork That's em. all I did. Yeah. I didn't come in here with, you know, this. I'm we're in a building right now that's full of artists. Yeah. Full of artists. You saw yeah. there's three galleries yeah, yeah, downstairs yeah. on the first floor. Yeah. Everyone is here. So my goal is to to outwork all of them. Right. Outwork all of them. Right. And if I can do that, everything that I care about or that matters to me will fall under that. It'll be accomplished. It'll all happen. I don't know. I don't have to know how it'll happen, but I do have to know that I'm outworking motherfuckers. So I go knock on people's doors in here and I go and I go in there and I see how much they got in there. That doesn't necessarily mean that you know, just because it is in the studio, that's not all they got. And I'm not working on it. But I, I like to go in there and feel that energy on people and see what they're doing and feed off that and just be like, you know, I got to outwork them. I got to go down the hallway and be inspired. You know, you go down, you go next door, it's Brandon here. You know, bam, you got to get inspired. You go downstairs, there's Julian Pace, it's Ken Taylor. It's a it's, it's people in here all day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you just got to outwork them. You like them. I love their work. It's amazing stuff. And I got to outwork them. Yeah. And I go outwork them. It's like yeah. every time I walk in the hallway here, you know, I park the bins. I'm like, Jordan, I walk through the hallway downstairs. You've seen it. You go to the top floor. Yeah. And I just outwork them. I just outwork them. Yeah. Uh, Is that a lesson that you learned uh, or were you always like that? Like, did you have to learn that lesson by doing music and realizing that you can't just fuck around the whole time? Or were you always in that mode? I think I adopted that attitude at a young age just because, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be the tallest. I knew I wasn't going to be a lot of things that I think people perceived as what you needed to accomplish these things. I just knew that I have to first, A, understand what what I have. If it's speed, if it's gumption, if it's whatever, you know, that's what I have. Yeah. And when I have that, I got to work it to my best abilities and outwork them. And, you know, it's just shit like, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. It's just a mentality is like that. Like, there's no way to be better than Kobe if he spent more time shooting free throws, man. No, you could be God-given talent. You could do all this, but if I'm just in there shooting more than you, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard for you to, to do anything with me. Yeah. And so I just apply that to everything it is that I've wanted to do as a profession. I just was like, you know what? I just truly immersed myself in it, drowned in it. Just like, yo, pause, pause, pause. But uh, I truly just and that's all I did. That's all I did. That's all I do. Right. Like, and then the outcome was always like I excelled really fast. I understood a lot about things I have to learn about them. And the outcome was always good. I've never had a bad outcome because I've worked hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's just the model on that one. You have a very singular focus that is shared by people that achieve higher levels of success, it seems like. Well, it's, it's a scary thing for people to do. I think yeah. it's really hard. And it's what, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing for it, no matter. Because, you know, as adults and shit, you know, we got to provide for ourselves. And yeah. We got to have some type of logic and a safety net and all this shit. But yeah. if you can, well, I was doing, I was applying this to myself at a young age. That's why I was, I rise to the ranks even through music at a young age. Yeah. Because I, well, I had less responsibility then. Yeah. So it's even easier to apply that mentality to myself. Right. And I just continue to practice it. And it's a little scary. You got to be like, you know, you got to kind of like turn your back to some shit. Like, you know what? If this doesn't work, I'm ready to sleep in that car. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is a possibility. You're ready to put it on the line. You got to just know what come with this shit. Yeah. You know? You're ready to be uncomfortable to you get got, what you yeah, want. Exactly. And if you if you get over that fear, yeah. you ne- end up never even doing that shit. You end up never going to that space Damn. because you've allowed it to be a possibility and realization like, well, I could get there. 
and you've worked yourself to never be there because you know that that's there. Damn, you gotta be willing. You gotta be willing to be uncomfortable. You gotta take which that. Is, that's a big thing because a lot of times I don't want to be uncomfortable. That's I need why to people have don't chase things. dreams or people don't yeah. chase this mystical thing of like, you know, you getting what you, you get to do what you love. Yes. It's because that risk and I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that risk is the biggest fucking risk. I mean, think about how many how many parents lose that risk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. How many yeah. brothers and sisters lose that risk because you got to take care of some shit. Yeah. And, and life is real, bro. Yeah, you can't, life is real. Bills are real. This shit is real. Money it's, is real. It's on our ass, bro. Yeah, Pause. It's on like your they, head. They're on us, bro. They're, and if they you don't, want you all know, the bread. They want and, all the money. And, and also, like, yeah, look, man. I, you know, a lot of us out here are working without a net, right? So exactly, there is no. You know, when we fall, we're gonna fall. Yeah. There's nothing to land on. Yeah. And I get that too, man. So that's why it's scary for me. Sometimes it makes things even scarier to take a risk because As you're an like, adult. Yes. Yeah, you get even scared. Yes. I have the same. I think about it all the time. I'm like, well, I could like. You know, if I if I take a risk on something and leave behind something that gives me money, what if I fail? Then I left, and then I then I then I double fuck myself. Now you look stupid. Your peers you looking look stupid, at you yeah. like you were chasing you, some shit. You left the bag. We, we yeah. knew you weren't supposed to be doing that. Yeah, you yeah, should have yeah. stayed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got humiliation on your yeah. back now. And, yeah. Or but, or you fucking you 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 connect you 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 decide to commit because I'm I'm like you when I commit to something. It is what it is. It's still I'll, until the fucking threads are gone, the wheels are yep. gone. Every and I'm, I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. And I will try it again. Yes, as yeah, I, and that's the only way I've known. I mean, I'm sure there is an easier, softer way to do things, but I don't know it. Well, I think the easier, softer way has a, a lighter yield. I think yeah, we get a heavier yeah, yeah. yield because that's true. We take the bigger risk, and that's the thing. I just if you can fathom all of that discomfort and all that, what if about damn, I I lose. You got to be able to do that. What if I win? I know. And Damn. that's got to mean more to you than the loss. Oh, shit. Because it was never lost for me. It was a lesson. I could try again. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, put it simple, it's just the Babe Ruth, the Babe Ruth syndrome. You know, you miss 100% of the shit you don't swing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's, Was that Babe Ruth? I thought it was uh, Dick Buttkiss. Man, it might predate my knowledge, but I you know. know. I remember uh, Babe Ruth. P. Rose. You know? P. Rose. I think it was P. Rose. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Man, how about Jalil and Zinger? How about that? Yeah. Babe Ruth, he's gone. Shout out to him and his you, people. You don't but sell it's my turn, 100% buddy. of the canvases you don't paint. You know, and you got to put them up there. There's things in here that are super old and no, and you could look at it like, damn, nobody ever wanted this painting. Right. It's going to happen eventually. But if I never did it and I never held it and it never went from studio to studio, from studio to studio, from I set to I set to I set, then it never was important enough to get there. It has to have a story. Yeah. They all have a story. They all have the lifetime they're going to have. It's all part of your greater body of work. It's part of the oeuvre, right? You know what I'm saying? Isn't that the oeuvre, right? I mean, it's part of that. You can't get from, you can't, can't, you can't get from, you know, D without doing B and C, right? You got to get that, you know. I mean, you could, but you miss what those things mean. Yeah. And now you out there lost because you don't know where it came from. I talked to uh, I talked to friends of mine who are artists and gallerists, and they talk to them. They talk. I, they did. They tell me about the the pitfalls of making too much money in the art game too soon, and that whole market. You ever hear about that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I laugh at stuff like that. Or the secondary, like if you're selling things and your price gets up really high, then on the secondary market, your price is up to like a million. And then all of a sudden you have to be able to make paintings that are worth that much. And then all of a sudden the whole thing collapses. I don't exactly know how it works, but I've heard about it. It sounds scary. This, yeah, it's super scary. That's that ecosystem that they the try ecosystem. to build over there. Yeah. And that's when there's, I, me personally, how I feel when there's too many, too many hands in the kitchen, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's too many people that has to go through. You got to go through an art advisor. The, 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 
the fucking collectors, the collectors, the collection, yeah. the artists. Yeah. You got to go through a lot of the hoops and holes before you can even do that. Then you got to deal with the secondary situation that's like, you know, you got to look at these auction houses. That's what's going on. Then you got these people that get their hands on the work. You got to vet these people that get their hands. But that's the whole system in, it, in itself, you know. I feel like a lot of those people, I, I'm very, I think my vision on this whole situation is very particular. Okay. I'm coming from a different creative background. Uh, I know, I understand what this leverage does, especially since I've taken some losses in music. You know, if you guys want to go study my background, you know, you go look into the pack, Stunner Man, all that, you go do that later. But, I, you know, I took some hits with that. I've understood that. I think a lot of these artists, when they do rise to these ranks, they forget the hard pivot. Yeah. They suck on the teeth too much. Mm. It's at one point you see this thing coming, right? You see you're getting all this, you're getting all this heat. All that shit's got to be paid back just like a label almost in a sense. Right. And now not paid back from a financial standpoint, but the more, the, the higher you get without it being all off your own energy, then you, you've outsourced. You've got all these people that you have to answer to and all that. You're going to have to owe all these people. They're all going to have a part of that. Mm. And they're all going to be people that can essentially ruin what you got going because mm. they're a part of what you are now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you can, as much as possible, keep this a tight-knit group while you rise to this shit, you can make better decisions, better decisions that are for you and for yourself. Right. But when all the decisions and you've got to this height because of all these other people, then... You're kind of at that point, you just become, you know, a pretty face. Yeah. And now you're kaput. You I get mean, the artist kiss of death. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, you think about all the energy and pathos or whatever that goes into making art, you know, here talking to an artist. But like at the end of the day, you've you've made something that will then turn into once someone buys it, uh, something that someone owns it's part of their portfolio yeah. you know and it's something they've invested in yeah and probably one day they might they'd like to say well i have this this and this and i have this you know i i have some stuff where i talk about this is worth this much it's worth that much well, sure, and it becomes too. just another fucking another piece another commodity for them and you forget that now your art as you know as much as you put your heart into it is now this thing that is like it's like a fucking bearer bond of some sort, you know. It's like a stock. That's you know? why this is the scariest thing a lot to be doing. It's crazy, right? It's just a crazy yeah. thing we're doing, man. Yeah, and then people can, you know, the bottom can fall out, man. Your stock can crash, or it can keep rising, you know. And who's to say? No one knows. And it's like, I think it's all based on like, yeah, the art itself is one thing, but there's twenty other things that got to line up. Twenty things got to line up when you don't rely on yourself and you push. I think uh, I'll say this. I think it's not enough artists out there leading with themselves. A lot of artists are leading with art itself, which is great. I think it should be about art. But it's also another responsibility of who you are as a person. I think if you are a stand-up person, you're a real one, I think that you can never lose. There's always going to be people support you and support your views and your morals because you fall in this category as this person. And now we're not just, instead of just buying you, your work, your commodity, we can buy into you as a person. And the stock should be you, not mm-hmm. your art. Mm-hmm. Art is a secondary situation that comes after you being a real one. You know, that's just what I produce. But on top of that, I'm this person. So I can, people get to bank on me as a person rather than being like, are these lines and colors going to be relative here from 20 years? Right. I think you can look at me and be like, yo, this is the type of motherfucker I think is going to be around for 20 years. Right. He's got that shit, you know? And yeah. I think a lot of artists hide behind that too. Like, it's just, you know, like, do you know what the day in the life with, uh, 
Coons is like? Day in life with Coons? Yeah. No. I don't either. And I think maybe if he did, he was a little more open. Yeah. We could buy into him and his lifestyle. Uh-huh. I know more about Hearst. I like Hearst's work because I've got to see uh, more, more uh, intimate things about his life. So I get to buy into him more. You know, right. like you go, I was just watching the, you know, the famous condo interview where he showed you how he works on paper. It was super cool to see, you know, even his choice of clothing. Yeah. You know, and that's what you get to start buying into when right. art becomes this whole big, massive thing. Like, you don't know what who he, who this guy even is. Yeah. Uh, he, does he eat Irwan? I don't know. Yeah. You know, where does he go? Is he, you go to Gus's chicken? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. I just know that his name is supposed to be all famous. And, you know, that's where your art gets traded around and treated like that. Yeah. I had an art teacher tell me that you if you don't like the person, you can't really like the art. You know, now people there are musicians that like I've liked so much and then people and something happens they have a scandal and everyone abandons the music but I'm like I still love that music I'm sorry I'm not gonna not listen to R. Kelly because of of the things that he's done because some of his tracks touch me in a way that he touched other people right R. Kelly <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's a, let's just beep that whole sentence oh. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. well no nah, totally totally and I think uh, as an artist too I want to say like when 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 you see Morgan Freeman come out with the white dreads, like how does that make you feel as a person? I mean, honestly, that makes me feel super excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, pause. A, yeah. Like, Morgan Freeman got the white dreads. That's like new levels of Morgan Freeman unlocked. Like, yeah. What type of acting he's going to do with the all white dreads? Right. I mean, come on. Like, right. Morgan Freeman's already a legend. Like, yeah. shoot me. Like, just, yeah. Just right? when you thought Morgan couldn't Freeman any harder, he Morgan even harder than he Freeman. He went even crazier. You and, know, Morgan Freeman just got off a crazy run. He just did the, uh, the Metro Boomin and whatnot. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, stop yeah. playing with Morgan Freeman. He's yeah. a real one. He's uh, he's untouchable, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's a part of that real shit going on in Africa as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If y'all, wanna, if y'all know a lot, look into that. Morgan Freeman is hands-on. He's a real one. Yeah. Morgan Freeman is tight, man. He He's just, he's like one of these ubiquitous people. He's like, a, I don't know. He's like everywhere. It's like Snoop. You know, Snoop is just like ubiquitous at this point. He just exists as like everything, you know? Morgan Freeman is the only person that should be playing God in movies, though. I agree. Y'all seen how he did it. I'm yeah. just, come on, don't disagree with me. Yeah. Y'all see it. Go watch everyone else's, everybody else's God roles and watch how Morgan Freeman does it. Yeah. I'm just saying, it was right when he did it. Like, yeah. shout out Morgan, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Morgan. Shout out the White Dreads. And otherwise, in pop culture, uh, you know, what's going on, Jason? What's going on in the world right now? All right. Um, hold on, I'm just taking a Listen, little. Listen, I'm just saying like this, and this is, the, you can say Gandalf or Morgan Freeman. It should have been Morgan Freeman. Imagine right. Morgan Freeman played Gandalf. <laughs> how much bigger would Harry Potter have been? Yeah. I'm just saying. You got to think like this logically. Think of Come it's on. Just, this is the, this is the intro. Shit is this crazy. is the intro to the show. If Morgan Freeman played Gandalf, how much bigger would Harry Potter have been? That's the statement. I want JK that on the Rowland, clip. Come holler at me if you want me to revamp all of that. Put this on the fucking Instagram, uh, Jason, in a clip. Vertical. I'm creative consultant. I'm here. Yes. Vertical. Arrange things. Set it up for reels. Make sure that the 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 uh, did I get a contact high again? Make sure that the fucking the it's it's in a rectangular upwards format. If Morgan Freeman are playing Gandalf, imagine how great Harry Potter would have been. Quote Think about me. it. Quote him. Print that. Encase it in glass. Throw it in the fucking river because we don't have a river here. We got the L.A. River. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I like that. No, man, yo, old media, real one. The importance of old media rather than, you know, new. For me personally. What is old media? 
the VHS, oh, okay. the tapes, Old technology. the CD players. Yeah. Uh, I think it's super important that you consume it the vintage way because there was a process, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, this right here houses everything you see around that yes. I have to go touch one yeah. machine for. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you lose the element of, uh, you lose your intent. Yeah. If when I went and picked up the Mac 10 cassette tape and put it into, you know, my Sony Walkman and put the headphones on and mess with the volume knob because it broke off, I really wanted to listen to that Mac 10. Yeah. It wasn't because it popped up on the screen. It was an option. And then I could click it off real fast. I actually listened to the songs full out because of the energy it took for me to actually get to that song. And you and also I, listen to a whole album. Yo, you flip the tape. Yes. You start to think about more things like the drums. and You yeah. just, you have this, you listen or experience it in a different way because of the connection to the process. Yeah. You know, I like agree. VHS, I pull that out. I got to make sure it's rewound to the front. I got to fast forward through the previews. It's funny to watch the previews of the other movies out at the time. I Now I'm, I'm spending time being present in the creativity. But if I have all of it at one point, like I go right now, I can watch a movie, yeah. I can play a video game, I can take a picture, yeah. I can download music, I can do all this at once. None of yeah. it has really any more importance. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That, that space and that time of that process is what makes these things, for me personally, sacred. I back that. And and I think that this reminds me of, you know, when I moved, you copped the arc lamp from me, right? That's and wood base, wood base. Shout out to you, the wood boy. base arc lamp. Uh, but, but, uh, but, when in the middle of that move, I had to do a deep clean and get rid of a bunch of stuff. And I had in my closet and those CDs and tapes, bro. 400, 400 tapes in Tupperware and maybe a thousand CDs. And my ex girl and her friend were going through the stuff with me and they convinced me. They were like, you got to throw away a bunch of shit. I said, okay. No. And, no, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And, no, no, hold on, hold on. And, 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 and what happened was, is, they got my DVDs first, and they convinced me. They go. <laughs> That's what they got you. At. They got my DVDs, wait, wait, wait. and like I was the positioning of himself to go like this. Yeah, they got my DVDs. They first. got. <laughs> uh, they got my DVDs. Uh, they got my DVDs first, and I was shell shocked by the whole process because because it's a very traumatic thing. Is is getting rid of all my wait, shit DVD. Was hard. Huh? DVD these nuts. Yeah. I had to make the jump. These <laughs> nuts. DVD these nuts. No. Okay, yeah, you missed. You're so late on that. You could have. You could have got them earlier. So they got the DVDs, and I let them walk out with the DVDs. And then they came out. But they took them for themselves? They took them to fucking Amoeba or some shit. I was like, go they to the They got that bread off them joints. Yeah. They got the, they got, they, they yapped me for the DVDs. How many DVDs do you think it was? Bro, box is big. All, everything. Every movie known to man. And I let it go because they're like, it's all streaming. I'm trying to condense space. I'm trying to move in with, with uh, my ex-girlfriend. Which I moved in with, and then then didn't work. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, really? That's the other. That's the that's the oh that's God. the plot twist. Yeah, that's the plot twist. Um, but then man they, down, man dude, down. man down. I'm telling you, then down bad. Remember, go back. Rewind back, back to me, Sally. Yeah, it's down, down bad. Yeah, down bad. Zoom in on his face. We said, yeah, yeah. Down, no, bro. you can see my pupils dilate. <laughs> the tears. You never see those, but they're they're swimming around. Um, and uh, and then they went after my CDs and tapes, and I was like, no. Like I, they started through the line. I was like, I'm like, you can't do this. Like, you can't take these CDs from me. I need these. I'm like, the, if I do sell these, there is a person, maybe in Japan, maybe in Riverside, who will buy the whole lot from the me. The whole lot. And I'm and, one of those people. Love it. Yes, I'm one I of those people. Tape. I have, I have rhodium uh, swap me mixtapes. I have like the craziest shit. 
And so I kept it all. And I kept it all because I'm like, one day I'm going to be somewhere where I'm going to have the time and space to put a tape in a boombox and listen to that tape the and way it's going it to feel amazing. And it's going to feel good. And it's going to remind you like, damn, I took this with me yeah. and, I, and I made it a thing that I wasn't going to lose this. Yeah. And it went with me from place to place, from place to place. And I'm going to tell you that sometimes, and this is going to sound like corny and sad, but that music in those tapes and in those CDs was the only thing I had to keep me going because oh, I invested my that's entire not at all. I, all I had all I had in my life was music and graffiti and weed and those three things kept me alive for like 10 years trying that's, that's trifecta right that's trying you now, know what I'm saying things change those are not the things that keep me alive now but I'm telling you that without that music to invest myself into to like to like to vicariously lift yeah. to escape with I I don't know. I mean, I read too. I did all a bunch of other things, but music was huge. And when I go through them CDs, I'm just like, fuck. And yeah, I listen to all this shit on Spotify, but when I go through a CD and open the it's booklet. It's a different feeling. It's different, man. You smell that book. You open yeah. that thing. You open that tape. Yeah. You remember to like, oh, I broke this tape doing yeah. this that yeah, night. Yeah. And that's why it's fucked up. Yeah. And I have to listen to only this part. Yeah. Those things are... That's, uh, it's nostalgia you can't beat, man. Yeah. It's a physicality to it. Yeah. Like, it's tangible. Like, people forget owning music. I used to have it. Yeah. This isn't owning music. Yeah. This is streaming. I used to have this music. Yeah. No yeah. matter if my phone went out, if anything stopped, and I had the radio on that, I could play it. Yeah. Now, right now, if your fucking phone dies, you don't have that music. Yeah. You don't own that. Yeah. It's different different yeah. shit but it's, you know this is free game for y'all y'all youngsters out there yeah. and it's like he keeps saying tape what is that like <laughs> tape these nuts to your chin that's what that is little boy <laughs> fuck out of here at the fucking goodwill buying all this shit up you fucking thrifters get the fuck out of here stop this shit trying to look cool and shit you don't even know what you're doing man i see another one of you motherfuckers buying these vcrs up i swear to god let me not let me not put god in this I'm smacking at you. I mean, the kids, do, the kids love the dead technology. They love the retro shit. They're they like, this is so cute. They love to look at it, not to use it. It's crazy. Yeah. These shits yeah. is ornaments. Like, yeah. These shits is accessories. Like, yo, use that motherfucker, man. It is funny, man, that, you know, getting older, uh, you really don't, you don't believe you're ever going to get old when you're younger. And I still don't really believe that I'm older, but I am older than a lot of people. And you see the things that you grew up with turn into someone else's fucking, like, this is cute, like some little fucking, you know, whatever. Like I mean, it's, I think we're the only generation that's going to have fun getting old. Yeah. I'll tell you that because we're the last generation that saw it go from, you know, pager, beeper, house line. Yeah. Yeah. All Rotary the way to phone. hello, hologram. Like, yeah. We're the only people that will have this perspective. Yeah. And once we go... It goes with us because they're not going to have anyone that can be like, oh, it went like this. Whoop, whop, whop. Yeah. We're the last. The last of the analog the people. The yeah. The last of the real. Yeah. We're the, we're where they got the sauce from. But I, I have realized this. We are becoming so valuable. Right. Now because a lot of the shit's gone. Yeah. And it's swamped with the internet, all this shit. The actual process, the information is us now. We're the value. Yeah. Right. Like they come see us. We're, yeah. we're old, uh, amazing relics. I mean, they won't. It's interesting because the, the, they, they will not let go of the era of the 90s. Like, no, it's like still well, holding can't. on. The they can't let go was, of it. Well, the level of design was it was amazing. Bro. Yeah. The level. Yeah. Come on, man. Like cars, clothing, food, anything was better. Uh. Drugs. Uh, drugs women, definitely better. Men, everything was better. Pause. <laughs> you know, but, you know, us as people, we Fast forward. I feel like technology is really like the, I feel like. Things we can experience have been better. You know, we can do a lot more things, but I think us as a culture is like for sure we're going down the drain. 
Oh yeah. Like yeah, we're just washed right now. <laughs> we're a little yeah. washed. Like yeah. it's not like uh but I think it's because we oh we don't cherish anything, especially in America. Like everything's like the newest next thing. You go to the other places, there's so much more tradition still there. Yeah. Like you see shit go through family generation, generation, heirlooms. Like when the last time you've seen somebody that we know, oh, this is my grandpa watch. Yeah. That shit doesn't exist over here. No yeah, more. yeah. You know, it's just everything is we upgraded. We got the new car, we got the new TV, the new washer, yeah. we got the it's just you might be right, man, because my, my ex was significantly under the, younger than me, and she does not have any, there's nothing, there's no nostalgia factor for there's her no at all. culture. She's just like, that. doesn't she, care. They, yeah. they throw away baby pictures and shit. I'm like, I'm saying, I, I'm like, I don't like fuck? how I looked in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you don't want to hold on to this drawing? And she's like, no, why would I want that? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm holding on to the scraps of paper that have a little letter I'm I wrote. I'm holding like, on to receipts from yeah. 2004. Okay, just at least I'm not the only I was one. a baller. You feel <laughs> me? Like, I've been balling. Look, right here, 2004, 3.15 p.m. I spent 20 28,000. You know what I'm saying? What is y'all talking about? Y'all look, he got a receipt at Dior. Hey, I'm doing that. I'm having all of that. I'm not. That's not, actually funny. Oh, fuck out of here. Uh, the paper I'm, receipt. Paper got, receipt. I got a paper trail. I'm laminating receipts from 98. That's pretty funny. Just to let you know, we've been eating lobster and steak. You just got a plate. I was in out of state. You late. Hello. Where's the walkie at? Message. Message. Let's go, man. And Zika I mean, Studios, man. Yeah, man. We're at the studio. And uh, it's going down in here in a major way. And I'm really happy to be here. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Is that thing live? You got someone it's on It's live now. Get them out of here. They just went over the time. We, yeah. we went over the time. Man. We fucking wrapped it up. What do you think, Jason? Was that, that was a 90. <laughs> we're... For sure, for sure. Right, don't worry. About it. We're, we're, we're going to let them clear. We're going to let them be clear. Who the fuck is Just that? let you know I got them hitters outside. I'm not who the playing. Who the fuck is on know? the other end of the walkie talkie? Don't trip on who the line is. Just know if I wanted you out of here, they come knocking at these doors and get you boys up out of here. I'd love to see a bunch of red dots all over Jason, just like looking like the measles. You know I what I mean? trying to make me Ja Morant. This is Ja Lil and Zinger. No red dots with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's going to push the whip the camera bed. Wrong Ja. Wrong Ja. Crazy. That was great. Good setup for that joke. What a, what a, yeah, that was fantastic. He's what a fucking, what a show.